0: you talking sports, it's a matchup. Mickey, who was Zizzy? Y'all yeah, cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is? The Mickey Zizzy podcast. You know it's season three. Take 28. Better save the date. Y'all be looking great. On fire, and things on top of your cake. Who the best dude? Whoa, whoa, sports debate. The Mickey Zizzy podcast. There's no debate. Yeah, run the tape. Let's get it, baby. Back with it again. Bigger and better. This season, as always, and we have a couple of sponsors, of course, brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Make sure you reach your pinnacle. Check out pinnaclesup.com for all of your supplementation and wellness needs. There's a whole bunch of different products that are always dropping. Make sure you get the most of it. Use your Mickey's Izzy discount code. To see if you get some free merch. You know, I mean, he gonna run it as long as we run him on here. Let's get it. Oh, and then of course, also our sponsor and supporter of the podcast, Obl Extraordinaire, Pickup Court, Globetrotter, Secret Sauce Shooter, smupper Smack Talker. Come on, guys! It's a new year. I got I got to start off right. Grant Anderson and his YouTube channel G for Three providing some great insight again on what it takes to be a true baller, an influencer. Check out his social media journey. It, it's it's awesome, man. But of course, wouldn't be me here in twenty twenty three without the man next to me. Mickey, what's going on?
1: It is uh going on football season is coming to an end. All the exciting things that we look forward to is, you know, football's like end of the near. And obviously we have a big slate of things to talk about with some heavy hearts, but things are looking on the uh, on the higher end of it all. And of course we're going to dive straight on in like we're diving into a swimming pool. Here we go. We'll start it off with Person of the Week, which I think we're probably going to have both the same person. But, Mr. Zizzy, who is your Person of the Week?
0: I think the person of the Week is for uh, most people across America. It might be for you as well, but uh, let's just talk about it in general. But Damar Hamlin, man. I mean, prayers to his health, his speedy recovery. One of the craziest, scariest, most emotional moments I've ever had watching a sports event, watching really anything in general, um, that, that never really sits well with anybody, um, regardless if you played the sport of football or not. I mean, that is a young man battling for his life. That's um, a it's a kid that's younger than us. So, I mean, crazy to p- try and put it into perspective. Um, not really an explanation still on, like, what happened. I mean, we know it's cardiac arrest and all that, but, I mean... There's a lot to talk about, but obviously uh the main main issue and main thing, main point of concern is the, his health and his recovery. And that we wish uh, nothing but the best for him and his family and prayers moving forward. But obviously we can't reiterate that enough. So we want to start off the episode by mentioning him.
1: Yes, of course, we uh wanted to mention tomorrow also person of the week. Obviously, it should be for anyone who is, you know at all involved in sports or watching sports and it was one of the most crazy things you ever saw i mean you've seen people fall down after like hey go down for injury but this was all on a whole new level um we talked about it as a group of friends we said they need to cancel the game now i couldn't agree more because if you think about it yank it's one of your own players i don't care if any of the players i played with at cornell college or mount vernon like if i saw that happen And no matter how close I was, whether it's you or whether it's, like, the new incoming freshman, you know, that was this, like, I'm going to feel it. And it's such a crazy, never-before-seen thing. Like you said, he was fighting for his life. I mean, we always say there's there's more to it than uh, football, right? It's above football. And this definitely was. And the support he got was great. You saw the toy drive. He raised only $2,500. Last time I checked, it was over five hundred thousand dollars. It might be even more. I mean, I'll have to get stat corrected on that. Yeah, that it, was, was that, yeah it was. I'm
0: pretty sure it was over five million. Now,
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so five million. So I, yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw that like yeah. five whatever. Yeah. So like five mil. So like the support there was amazing, and I was listening to Ryan Clark after because like we just wanted the updates. We didn't know if he was okay, oh, like yeah. he was in the mean, hospital. Yeah. But at the same time, it was so hard for those people to talk after that. McLaren McFarland was like. Why are you coming back to us? Like, I do not want to talk about this. He wants to grieve. And I think we all were grieving because, yeah, he's not the person that's always on ESPN. You know, like, you know, the big franchise names, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. But this is still a young man's life living out his dream. He's in the 1% yank of playing in the NFL. Everyone dreams about it. You look at every student in America. And at one point in their life, they said, I want to make it to the NFL, right? If they like football. And that guy got to live his dream. And he left it all out there, and you know, for me, it just—I was actually sad. Like I was like, "Wow, I need to sit back and like take take a breather." And it was a freak accident of what had happened. But the great thing about it, Yank, I know I'm going on a tangent, and I'll slow it down here. Is that today he finally opened his eyes, and you know, the first thing he asked—he was able to communicate by writing. He could move his fingers, his toe, or his fingers, hands, feet, toes was. Did we win? Oh. Talk about like. Football um, guy of the year. Exa- of the century. Like they named the award after uh, Demar Hamlin, like straight up football guy. Um, you know, and the response from the doctor was you won. You won the game of life. A lot of people had negative thoughts. Like, oh, my goodness, is he going to make it? And he oh, did dude. it. Like, he really did it somehow, fought deep down, you know, in that recovery. And all the medical staff, like, thank you so much. This is the reason why they get paid big bucks. They saved a man's life. Those trainers, everyone circled around them, everyone who was involved, like, go, y'all. Include you into the people of the week. We'll break a rule again. But overall, I mean, that's what I all I have to say. But I am just so deeply saddened, like. I was hurting and I'm so happy that he's able to write and like he's opening his eyes and being able to communicate. It's still a long journey for him, but this is the best news I think we could have heard today. Oh, absolutely.
0: I mean, the fact that he's able to communicate, they're talking about um functioning, neurological, neuro- uh, neurological activity um, and everything kind of looking all good, all systems go on that front. So, I mean, that that's, that's fantastic news it seems like everything would be trending in the right direction from there and we'll continue to hope and pray for that um but you said you said it, man. i mean like you can't say enough about the medical staff for the bills and the bengals for the medical professionals and physicians on site um for their quick response for being pre- uh, prepped with all the correct safety equipment um the nfl yes i know they were catching some wind for um the whole like five minute break thing, like at first, which I don't know, we, we are, we're not there. We're not there to judge what necessarily was truly said or not whatnot. But at the same time, they're still responsible for being a first. At the end of the day, they were, that they, they had everything in place to save this young man, young man's life. Cause we've never seen this on the football field. We've seen, there's one person I believe that was documented dying in the football field, but it was a long, long, long time ago, we probably like forties or fifties when it happened um, so in the modern football era, era, this is the first time that anything like this had ever happened. And the scary emotional aspect of it, I mean, everything sets in when somebody starts going into compressions and they, they're talking about using the AED and going through everything. I mean, that's the entire protocol for somebody that is on the fringe of life. So um, like you said, the emotional aspect from a teammate I went out and tweeted about it after the game like immediately after it happened like you you don't play that game as as a teammate I personally can't play after after watching that I
1: don't think anyone um, can I, I, I my nice only
0: stride. my only thought is the health and safety of your teammate at that point even like let's say like okay you play physically it's not that I couldn't run through plays or make a tackle or whatever else you're just – every single thought before a play, during a play, after a play, every, you're looking around just to uh, – you're thinking about your teammate in that moment. I mean, that is the scariest situation I have ever seen on a football field. Um,
1: it was, and you, we we both agree. Like, there's no way I could play. They shouldn't have played. I'm glad they did not play. Both the coach like, no, we're done. And, like, you saw Stefan Diggs try to motivate his team. But right after that, like, he was, again – like crying and you could see the emotion and like people were like oh get them off the screen and whatnot but like I would agree like get them off the screen but that also showed like how truly e- emotional and how real this moment was and the last thing about that is when people do get hurt or like you know, when they get like knocked down they get up like oh okay I'm okay and then she gave, like, the thumbs up, maybe after bad, like, head injuries or bad knee injuries. That thumbs up goes such a long way. Yeah. Okay. My guy's good. My guy can move. Thumbs up. Yeah, he got hurt. Like, okay, the game goes on, right? He left in the ambulance, yank. That is... I mean, we don't see that. You see the cart. You see, you know, this or that. So, like, that alone should have been, like, nope. Call it. See ya. So, like... No. Could us all the the players for really in the coaches say nope we're not doing this and just like taking demand and thinking about mental and physical health because at the end of the day like they're humans yeah, they are I mean honestly I would say, say anyone
0: involved anyone involved in general from the keep from obviously everybody on the medical um the medical staff the professionals everybody that was directly uh, involved in saving Demar's life but on top of that like you said the coaches I mean having the awareness and to understand like you can't put your team through that game to talk with the commissioner for the NFL to agree and realize that and then not push to reschedule too soon. At this point, it doesn't even look like they'll reschedule at all. And that'll be another discussion that we'll get into. But I mean, I feel like it was just from the top down, every, it was handled well with everybody, even the, analysts and the announcers and everybody that were on the broadcast I mean you there's no script for that if the you haven't her, seen it yeah, the I think Herman I think Herman would explain that a little bit because somebody asked him like hey like in the locker room right now like as a coach what do you say to your team right now like there's no script for this there's nothing that usually every scenario in a football game every penalty every consequence every issue like you have a script to come back from a negative. There is no script for that. Well, Nobody can prepare for that. Everybody was just as bewildered and dumbfounded as what was happening in front of them as we were as we were watching at home. So, um, I, it's, you can't talk about that. The craziest,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, last thing is keep the prayers up, keep the good thoughts going, and just tell your loved ones you love them. All right. Show your emotion because you never you never know and it's it's truly you know heart and gut-wrenching um anything else though about that like i said well i mean talking. like you said just
0: tell everybody you love them. i mean it's 2023 it's a new year if that needs to be your new year resolution you might <laughs> not be big on new goals and stuff but over here on the mickey's Izzy podcast we like to be goal setters and have some things that we set out to do for the year so um i know mickey's got his list i love checking in on it at the end of the year but for um You guys at home, like, yeah, if that's got to be your goal, just tell the people you love them. Show your feelings a little bit. Show your emotions. It's okay to wear them on your sleeve from time to time. But everything can happen in a quick flash. I mean, shout out to Keith Clark. He's finally home healthy. Good to see that. Like, so that's the status update for him. He's doing well. We were getting Snapchats of him watching a Packer game. That's all good. Love to see that. But I mean, you, you just never know. Crazy stuff is already happening this year. We've got the Demar stuff. You got Ken Block, the actors Jeffrey Renner. I mean, all st- stuff is going. Cr- or yeah, all everything is crazy.
1: It really is. Um, we are gonna shift the energy, shift our discussion back to kind of our regular football talk. All that generally now means. back
0: to your regular broadcast.
1: Um. Obviously, that's important. That's why it came first. Uh, We are going to talk some college football now here on the Mickey's of the Podcast. Once again, go check out Pinnacle Supplementation. Those new year's resolutions are coming up. You want to get back in the gym. You want to get back fit. The easiest way to do it is to reach your Pinnacle with Pinnacle Supplementation. They also got some new gray joggers. So if you're trying to lose that weight, go sit in a sauna with some gray swagged out joggers with the Pinnacle logo. Go reach your Pinnacle. But, Yank, this next segment is about college football. And I love college football. Each game was immaculate. It. Um, we're gonna start off with the uh the horn frogs. Uh horn frogs, baby. Let's go. Uh TCU upsets Michigan 51 to 45 to one of the most electrifying games ever. I was up in Disney, that's why. Sorry for the delay, everyone uh <laughs> with the family to Disney. It was super fun. But the reason why I bring that up is because I was waiting in line for dinner and there's two dudes watching on a, a screen, the game. Like, oh, they score again. It's like they scored twice. This happened, this happened. And we started broing down. Like, oh, we should have bet the over, this and that. And these two <sighs> random Owner's club, come on. Right? These two random dudes I'm over here broing down with, watching football with them on their phone while I wait for the food. And Haley's like, did you know them? I'm like, no. But it was so great to watch football. And I brought it back on my phone. And it was just score after score. But at the end of the day, TCU did it, Yank. Oh, my goodness. Max Douglas. <laughs> Yeah, now the Dugger Knight didn't have too great of a game. I mean, he did 225, two touchdowns, two interceptions. But you have to look at like everything else around. Like uh Imari, he had 150 yards and a touchdown, but it's more on the defensive side, right? You saw people with four sacks, Dylan Horton, right? You saw interceptions by D Winters and by Bud Clark, right? The defense really took care of business. They lit right. up 45 points, but They took care of business to get the job done. Um, J.J. McCarthy, I think, struggled a little bit, um, two touchdowns, two interceptions. But once again, they played the same game, and TCU just ended up on the opposite side. More big plays happened for TCU at the all-grand schemes of things. At the end of the day, I love it. Let's go Horn Frogs. Well, I mean,
0: absolutely. I love, I love an underdog story. I love some. I mean, we've been talking about them from the moment they had their upset loss, or at the end of the season, to where are they going to get in? Do they still deserve it? They're a one-loss team. We don't know. And now here they are with the big upset win, the comeback, they, the revenge season. We love it. But yeah, like like you said, I mean, came out hot from the get go. You could tell that how much it meant to them from the jump. I mean, they go up early, fourteen nothing. I know you're saying, I mean, it wasn't Dugan's best game through the air, but I mean, as a leader of the team, as an I mean, as an emotional like center boy of this team, he gets those guys galvanized around him. And I mean, like you said, two touchdowns, two hundred plus yards, still gets the two touchdowns on the ground to go with it, over fifty yards rushing. I mean. The man is a stud. On top of that, I mean, like you said, Amari, you're going to have over 150 yards on the ground against his Michigan defense. Go ahead, sir. Have yourself a day. That's always big time. And then defense to going to win, man. I like that comment from a week ago. I'm going to start bringing it up. But you get two interceptions on somebody. You, win, you, you got a better chance of winning that game. <laughs> so I know it happened on the other end as well. But still, um, TCU defense stepping up, getting two picks, Two touchdowns, two defensive touchdowns is huge in any game. You can't t- tell, tell someone, give me the stats on that. Um, Funny you say
1: that. Uh, I was like, talk to some coworkers uh, today, or it was a few days ago, and they said, if you get one, uh, one defensive touchdown, you have an 80% chance of winning the football game. If you get two defensive touchdowns, it's 90 to 95% you're going to win the football game.
0: Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, heard it here first. Heard it here first. Get your stats, get your rep up. But, yeah, uh, talk about it, man. That's just – there. it was nothing other than the excitement of the game itself. I mean,
1: 51-45? People love touchdowns. People love scoring. <laughs> we love the overs. Come on. Uh, and it was just a good rep for TCU. You brought that up yank. do they actually uh, belong? Because you look at Kansas State, who did win it all, and they lost to Alabama, which now I don't get a Sugar Bowl shirt with Kansas State on it and sending one to Cheyenne, a former interview and guest on the podcast. But uh, so that does kind of sting. It kind of puts a bad rap on uh, their conference as, as a whole, but they made it. And I think everyone in America just wants them to win. Like go TCU. Why not be the underdogs? And I'm, and of course we're both going to agree on that. Um, anything else about that game? Uh, I mean, not really other than the
0: fact that I will, I will say this with them, Winning this game, it just confirms my ideas and thoughts about the expansion of the of the college football playoff.
1: No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Look That's at the right. Alabama game, Mister Yankovic. I'm
0: just saying. I'm just saying. Games. They
1: were nine and eleven, right? Let me go. Did check. people truly believe T.C. 5 and eleven Did people truly
0: believe TCU were winning this game?
1: Yes, oh. you definitely thought so. You cannot bring that in. Look at the prime example: Alabama, Kansas State. Get
0: hey, that out! I'm here. just a. Hey, I'm just saying. I love it for the fact that those lower seeds are going to have a chance in these games. I'm telling you. Nobody thought. Nobody thought Ohio State would be
1: up the way they were on Georgia either. So yes, we did. Okay, we knew they were going to get blown out by like ten to fourteen, but we also brought that up, Yank, which we're going to lead right into it, right? Well, I know. I'm Ohio saying Ohio State like, to score. They're going to be in it. If they, yes, and they did. They would have scored forty. 41. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying, though. Nobody ex- would ever expect them to score 40 points against that defense. But that's how they had a win. Talk- that's what we talked about. about that. Uh, we talked, we about, talked about, about yeah, about if said they said can go score, of course.
1: Success. I said they have a chance if they do this, and they did it. It's not too much. <laughs> no, that, no you're, they, not that. you're not wrong about it. They belong. are not wrong.
0: They've about They've been that, ranked
1: right. all year in the top four. They belong. They
0: said they belong.
1: And, I mean, it's a great lead into that. Uh, yank uh, Georgia. <laughs> the ball was dropping, and so was the Buckeyes' chances to the national playoff championship. Legit, it was like seconds in between. He shanked that field goal like he shanked it. Not a, it wasn't even oh,
0: low. obliterated.
1: Um, and then you see stenton running off, and the ball drops. Like, it goes crazy because like I was trying to watch the ball drop. You know, like the Georgia game yeah, was still going yeah, on. Like, I gotta make, year. I gotta make a decision. I made a decision to go with the ball drop because I thought Georgia would win at the end. Um <laughs> but still crazy in my mind, because if you look at it, the crazy part was CJ Shroud. 348 for four touchdowns. He said that Heisman probably should have been mine. He raised his draft stock so high this game. Um, you look at uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Dog, I'm telling you, in two years, not this draft class, next draft class, come to Chicago, baby. I'm I've been speaking it since the Big Ten championship. Uh and then their running game wasn't too great, which we said they had established establish a running game, so we were kind of wrong on that. In Georgia, uh, in all grand schemes of things, it was just the better team won. Uh, they had a couple good beats go their way. Um, Stetson Bennett did have well, 398, three touchdowns and a pick. I don't know if I'm still on Stetson Bennett. I still think he's a very solid backup in the NFL. I don't know. He's just been on some legendary football teams of Georgia. Their defense is little to, like, I mean, the if best, maybe second best. Um, what's your takes on Stetson Bennett or the game in general? I probably should ask that. I mean,
0: Stetson Bennett is a game manager, but he is surrounded by absolute top-tier talent. Uh, I mean, uh, 50% of these guys are going to go in the draft. So it's it's one thing. I mean, the the team that they just won the national championship almost lost half of its starters to, to the draft, and yet they – that one back him with pretty much the similar talent, um, but I mean you can't deny the stats. You can't deny his skills as a game manager. Um, I think that that is a very important characteristic and to have in the NFL. I mean we we all like to relate that to somebody named Tom Brady. So in a way, I'm not saying he would ever be that, but we've seen Tom Brady. We've seen Mac Jones at Alabama. We've seen some of these other quarterbacks. Be more game managers than they are anything else, and they they turned out
1: to Mac be. Mac Jones deepers. was still great. He wouldn't win a national championship. He was behind some pretty baller quarterbacks. I wouldn't yeah. give his credit. Mac Jones was definitely way better than the sense of Bennett. But I'm
0: saying he was playing. I'm I'm saying he was also playing with that same type of talent. Like when you're playing on an Alabama squad, I mean, you could say the same thing about Tua. And I'm like it's it's just Tua proved himself, huh?
1: To have improved himself, as much yeah. As I
0: well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, some of these guys have been able to still have this top tier talent when, in comparison to the teams they go against in college, and then in the NFL, they've proven that they're still just fine when you don't think that they're necessarily the reason why they won in college. You know, like I didn't, I didn't think that. Matt, Matt Jones, Jones was definitely
1: a big part of it. I
0: didn't, th- I didn't think that he was the reason, though, that they won in co- like. When you compare to some
1: of the other teams. Okay, but I still take leaps and bounds ahead of Stenson Bennett. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't really think he's a top five prospect right now. I mean, you're taking. I don't think he's a top five prospect. I'm taking Spencer Rattler over Stenson. I think Stenson Bennett
0: Bennett is a second to third round pick.
1: No, I say fourth to fifth. I I mean, no one's going to all. But at
0: some point, you got to reward the kid for what he's doing on the field. You can't say he didn't produce. I'll
1: give you that. Yeah,
0: produce. Yeah.
1: He, he gets his flowers. I mean, he's he might be a – Yeah, like, two like three I'm
0: three three. with you. I'm not sitting here saying Stetson Bennett's top tier, like, first round, high second That's round I'm He's going to be an all-star
1: backup. Like, everyone's going to want him to be your backup because if your quarterback goes down, like, you're going to be A-OK. If he goes and
0: sits behind somebody for a couple of years and then gets a shot, you never – he could be real. You well, never then,
1: know. That that part I like. See, I don't see him as a top five prospect. Get him in the fourth round. If Who's you're saying he's a round. top five
0: prospect,
1: but you said he, uh, you said he's a second rounder five quarterbacks there's not all...
0: there's not that many great quarterbacks in the draft this
1: year i mean there's about four i mean you have a uh, guy from kentucky levis you have bryce uh bryce young cj stroud spencer rattler actually i don't know if Rattler's is hooker team.
0: gonna go in the draft after they hooker is
1: oh he got injured so uh I that, think... would be my only que- that would be
0: my only question that would be my only question because if he's going in the draft That's above then, him,
1: right? Yeah, yeah he declared. Yeah, you like him.
0: Hooker.
1: Yeah. Yep. He he went to the draft. He's better. But the part I like is him sitting behind somebody. Like let's say someone who's a little bit older in the league, um, that doesn't really have a backup. I mean, Carson wants to Tyler Heineke. You put him on the commanders and just let him sit behind like those two dogs, and like they're not technically your franchise, but they are. There's a good spot for him. You know what I'm saying? The Carolina Panthers, let him sit behind Sam Darnold for a year. Mm -hmm. I can get on board with that. But all in all, Georgia is definitely a heavy favorite going into the national championship, Yank. Yeah. Uh, Last quick talk about it. We know Georgia's going to win. But... Do we? Do we? I mean, I I think that's the key for success. And I'm going to be straight up with you, Yank. (laughs) They got to score 30. They really have to score above 30 points if you're TCU, and Max Dargan cannot throw an interception. You have to play perfect football against Georgia. You cannot have a turnover. What do the Buckeyes do? CJ shot did not throw an interception, right? Boom. I mean, that's your, almost your key to success. If you give Georgia a short field, they're going to go score. They're going to score regardless. So, you got to play clean football. you got to get points, whether it's field goals or whatnot. But I think if you limit the turnovers and have long drives... Five-minute drives, seven-minute drives, right? You mean, the they
0: would have to be able to run the ball against that defense, though. So. And they didn't do it against Michigan. But let Max run it.
1: <laughs> let him. I mean,
0: I will say, to me, is it weird that I'm not worried about their offense as much as I am their defense in this game?
1: 100%. You, you could definitely say that. Like, you should not have a bad yeah. beat about it because Georgia because is going to put up points. It's Georgia
0: Georgia can run the ball. Their receivers are. We were just talking about the talent around Stetson Bennett. Like they, they can play some ball in the offensive end. I and mean, we just watched this barn burner. I mean, to get, don't get me wrong. We watched Georgia's defense get burned up too a little bit. But it's, it's Georgia's defense. I do not see that happening to them two games in a row. And on top, and I just. <laughs> I don't see TCU's defense in any type of similar level as Georgia's. And it's just, that's to me what, what it will come down to. Yeah, no, I mean, to me, if you're, if they're going to win the game, it's just like you kind of said last week, a week or two ago, but you gotta just, you gotta score points. You gotta, you gotta be going for the over if you're TCU. You literally, you gotta, you gotta score 30 to 40 points if you even want a chance in this one, in my opinion.
1: Uh, overall though, these games were ESPN classics like ranked number one, number two. I mean, it's like we're playing NCAA uh-huh. out here. Uh, a, a
0: differential, but, differential, a point differential of seven between both of the games. Like, that's incredible. That's amazing.
1: Um, but yeah, that was the Peach Bowl. Somebody did get into the Peach Bowl Hall of Fame, and that is uh Devin Hester. He's also a finalist for the Hall of Fame in the NFL. That's why I'm rocking the jersey today. Soon to be Hall of Famer, but uh, that's gonna end our college football talk. Yank, I'm just excited for it. I'm gonna sit back, eat popcorn, love life. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, next month. Yeah. But. But we are going to talk uh, in our transition to NFL to our NFL recap per usual because we only get like a few more weeks left, and that's gonna be very very sad. Uh, we have some very big news. Mr. Yankovic, co-host off the hizzy zizzy, is your new fantasy football podcast champion.
0: Oh my
1: god! He did it. He was ranked that's pretty awesome. high coming into it. Uh he was predicted last year and this year he finally gets it. He will get the plaque in the mail. It's being shipped by FedEx. No, I'm kidding. I don't know when it'll get shipped by. But uh hopefully by next episode he'll be blocking it on the back wall there. Uh and I'll be honest, Hank I wanted you to win. Like if I had to do it, <laughs> it. like Mason, you beat me. I gotta have the co-host win. Um but yeah, I bring a, it back.
0: Well, we we never win our our own stuff, anything. Uh so it actually is pretty cool to win one of our fan-based uh, little sport events that we do. Um, so again, as always, we just appreciate everyone that joins in, that reaches out, that tries to be a part of all the different things that we do with you
1: guys. Um, but uh yeah. The champ is here. I was about to say, like, what are your words? Where's your acceptance speech? Where's your, you know, well, wait till you I get the flag. just one?
0: No, 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 no. You gotta get the whole play. You gotta see. I just uh, we'll have the award ceremony. All, all right, right. All we'll right. do the award ceremony.
1: Come on. Man. Well, it's funny, uh, and that uh, score was 110 to 89. Thank you so much, Mason Davis, who's also an All American last year in the Beat the Podcast NFL Pickums. Uh, it was a great season. Thank you for everyone who's doing it. Hopefully, we can have the same support next year. But Yank, we are gonna uh it's funny that we say award ceremony because we might have two awards to celebrate. Beat the podcast NFL Pick standings came out and I just can't get a dang win like for a week, but I'm being consistent, so that's good. Um Steven Ruiz was this week's champion at 13 and two. We did suspend that game as well. We ended it in a tie. Yep. Uh that was a decision that we made and felt it was just right. But here are the standings. This is all within like one game each. Oh yeah. Yours truly is number one at 166 wins. Aaron Nickel, 165. Shyamino, 164. Aaron Halpern, 163. Mason Davis, 162. Zach Novas, 161. And you're down there at 159. Yank. You got a very very out. Yeah, I got to I got
0: I got basically go defeated this league.
1: Yeah. Um. So and here's the thing with that people are like oh like you're it's so rigged. I'm like it's not. I'm like promise you it's not. Uh, me and Aaron have been talking about our picks. We said, oh, those are a lot different and it ended up being in my way. So all picks will be due Friday. And then just like I did with the podcast scenarios for fantasy football, I want to put out scenarios. You'll see it on the Twitter or on my – Let's uh, go. And you're going to see like – if this, these two teams need to win for him to win, and it's going to be electric. So that's why all those have to be in Friday since there are games Saturday and Sunday. How many, how many possible scenarios are there? Uh, we'll figure it out because I'll have everyone's things. So it'll be great, right? It's got to be different games and see how the outlook looks. But, uh, and I'll be all those five are definitely in it. I, you know, I've been a one-time All-American. I have the most, you know, the best record in the past two years, but haven't got it. But we're here, we're this close. And Yank, there's two games uh, no, now. No, I'm, I'm looking at it. There's four games that I think are going to be like questionable. And right now, I've, I've liked two of them. And there's two I'm like, like hopefully starters play this or that, which screwed me last week because I did choose Chicago. I was dumb. I thought they'd make a run. So uh, okay, there. <laughs> They are losing this week. Spencer Peterman starting against Minnesota. We're losing this week. I don't care. <laughs> um, But it's going to be tough. So we're going to bring home the iced out trophy. While you get that, that's, that's the goal. Look forward to the projections. Cause we love it. We love it. Yeah, no, that's,
0: that's absolutely awesome. I I'm, I'm saying both that you were in a fantasy. I'm kind of like at this point, I'm just, I hope you win it. I hope you bring it back for the squad. Um, This one is like the pickums is always, it's my most fun, Uh, my favorite and in my opinion, the most fun one, just because, it's prolonged over the whole season. You get to see the ups and downs, the roller coasters. Because, like, I'm sitting at like seventh or eighth right now. It's crazy to think at one point I think I was first. I yeah, was like all like, the you, leader. Yeah, like you fought, you ride peaks and valleys, baby. So, um, it's been really fun. But again, thank you for everyone that's joined in, that's participated. Um, it's given us some conversation topics even when we run into this. until you guys out and about. But uh, it's been just really awesome to get another year of it in. And
1: let's go, Mickey. Yes, hey, we like that. Um, Like I said, look on Twitter and all that stuff for all that. And we like having those fan things after this. I mean, to give you all a look at if March Madness comes out, we'll be coming out with another group there. We're going to be doing playoff predictions for NFL. And then maybe that's further on, but that's more fan stuff that you can get involved with Mickey and Zizzy here on the podcast. And we'll highlight you, you know, if you catch some dubs, just like Zizzy did. Uh, Yank, we are going to go into quite an eventful NFL week, week 17, Uh, the championship weekend for fantasy football teams. But Yank, where would you like to start this week of the NFL? Well,
0: week 17 was a doozy. It was a doozy. But we're going to start by talking about one of the most exciting games, I thought, of the entire weekend. We're talking the San Fran 49ers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr who? Derek Carr who? This is Jared, not Jared Stidham. That's Jared Studham, all right? He's a stud out here on the field. to go out there and do what he did. I know they lost in overtime. I know they had the lead at first, but come on. Nobody expects the 49ers to go out and even be down in that game the way the Raiders have been playing this year, especially when they don't start Derek Carr. But for him to come out, do what he did, make Devontae Adams relevant, which I know – relevant again, I should say, not like he wasn't relevant before, but relevant again after a little slump of a few games. Probably made a bunch of fantasy managers happy. No, it was just really, really cool to watch. Really cool to see someone step into any opportunity that they get and uh, show out. And on top of that, um, just the game itself, electrifying, comes down to the wire, goes to OT, winning field goal. Great play. I mean, again, Brock Purdy, man, undefeated, undefeated as a starter. Guy can't lose. So love to watch it. Love to see it.
1: A lot to talk about, in my opinion. You know, kids these days are doing the sturdy. I guess they got to start doing the steady because uh, Jared Stiddy came to play. <laughs> yes! uh, but I'm not buying the stock of the Raiders. Yes, Jared Stiddy came in 365, three touchdowns, two picks. We already talked about what interceptions do to a football team. But at the end of the day, Yankee just gave the ball to Devontae Adams, who's one of the best receivers in the NFL. And I hate admitting that, but now I can't because it's not a Green Bay Packer. He had 153 for two touchdowns, seven targets. Like he went and did work. It was not Jared Stidham because on the flip side, you had 70 yards out of Josh Jacobs and a touchdown. Like Josh Jacobs is that dude for them as the Raider Nation. Okay. And like, let's look at Rock Purdy 284, two touchdowns, an interception. Yes, that is good. But we talked about people being successful around them. The only reason why the San Francisco 49ers are so dominant is because of that Christian McCaffrey trade. He has erupted back to this. I mean, back to the Rose Bowl, Christian McCaffrey. You remember uh, him against the Hawks way back when, like 2015, 2016? Yeah, I still have nightmares about it, Yank. He's back to that type of player. 121 yards on the ground, six yards of carry for two touchdowns, and, oh, I'm sorry, let me go receive for 70 yards, right? Christian McCaffrey in the play calling is what won them in. And I love for you, Hey, rock and roll all night, baby. Let's go. But, uh... At the end of the day, and like, look at the weapons around him. A yuck has kind of came out. He doesn't have Debo, which that's still scary to talk about. Are
0: you? I know, Kittle. that's what I'm saying. They're only going to
1: get better, man. Tight end of the year, George Kittle might take that from Travis Kelsey with Travis Kelsey's slump lately. So at the end of the day, they can put up points, and the Raiders defense wasn't too great. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. Um, yes, it was fun to watch. But I, I don't think this proves anything. This doesn't prove that Jared. Uh, to me,
0: it won. does. From one standpoint, it proves that Brock Purdy can play in a tight, in a late game contest. That's. I mean, I, you can't. I know it's like you said. It's not like it's a top level defense that he's going against. But I mean, they have a great front seven, and they have a struggling secondary. I know that the secondary is kind of what you're evaluating when you're looking at a quarterback's play. So I get it, but. He still was a backup quarterback. You're still playing against NFL talent. These guys know how to play football and it gets it gets serious. There's pressure situations when it comes down to the wire like that. And to me, he performed up to expectations. He met the expectation of that game. So I, I like that moving forward into these playoff scenarios because obviously games are going to tighten up.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I talked to okay. I was a little become puzzled because I yeah that's
0: have- why that's also why i bring up the game it's not yeah, just no.
1: yeah, yeah you have the complete right to it's just i still have the thought i'm still my mind is still fogged up from when hunter wright came on the interview and he said he's gonna win a super bowl brock purdy's gonna go win a playoff game brock purdy is good i think they trade trey lance i think brock purdy is their future because of how he's played so what's gonna kill him yank is when they actually play good competition a better secondary which we already talked about it's gonna get scary shoot if they go play the cowboys or i mean i would even be afraid of the, the giants right like that's still a game it's like i don't know like they're the raiders were not so i think the not proving point is jared stidham isn't studham come on now
0: uh, <laughs> i know but you you got to throw it
1: out there man i mean it's just awesome to see someone step in you go over
0: 350 in the nfl You throw, you had him up big early. I, it, was a, it was a hype party over here.
1: It was, and it was a lot of scoring, and that's what I hope we've been talking about on this podcast, this episode today. Score, right, score, Right, score. maybe score, maybe score. <laughs> but I do like Brock Purdy. He's he's a system quarterback. Like, he's in the system that makes yeah, him. Well, system.
0: Shanahan's system just seems to be undefeated. I mean, huh?
1: Said <laughs> so, do you want to go play quarterback for the San Francisco? Bunch,
0: I, I don't care. I just want to get me on there. <laughs> Um over that RPO like nobody's business.
1: Uh it was a great game to watch. Uh just seeing the success the 49ers can have on offense, which their defense gave up 34, which is kind of scary. Um, so that might bite them too. Like, can Brock Purdy win another shutout or another shootout? So it'll be exciting for sure, but it was a good game to watch.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. What what about you? What you got for a first team?
1: Yeah, so the first game that I do want to talk about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make it the playoffs. Playoff. Um, We kind of put the Bucks on the back burner. Then they came back and we're like, oh, no. Then we're like, oh, yeah. Their offensive line is getting healthy. Tristan Wirfs, two-time Pro Bowler, former interview here on the Mickey's Izzy podcast, is back. And he's playing well. He's looking a whole lot more healthy. Uh, The reason why I want to bring this up is if you drafted Mike Evans, this is why he drafted him championship weekend. Or you drafted him and you didn't even make the playoffs. But, you know. Uh, it is what it is. But Tom Brady, he threw some pretty deep balls, like pretty, like ooh, Mike Evans, okay, um, four thirty two, the goat, four thirty two for three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Okay, Mike Evans, two hundred yards, three touchdowns. On the flip side, there's no rushing attack. Playoff Lenny only had twenty eight yards. Like, all right, whatever. Oh, did I forget to mention Tom Brady a rushing touchdown, like the bucks turn it on offensively and this is the scary part is they can do that week to week. We just haven't seen it and it hasn't really clicked. And Mike Evans has I mean finally came out, right? Granted, it's the Panthers. Sam Darnold, yeah, look at Sam Darnold though. I think he earned another year of like, oh wait, we can get our quarterback the next year type of deal. Um 341 for three touchdowns. Uh Foreman and Hubbard are not too sold on them at running back. DJ Moore is just erupting into a great receiver uh so that's really good for him and you know i just give you those stats because you know i'm a stats guy but like this is a high scoring like high yardage game and high scoring it came down to the wire and if if the bucks can hold a close game when it comes to the playoffs they're gonna be scary like i'm envisioning a cowboys buccaneers first round and i'd be scared me. for the cowboys i would
0: be so scared I don't know what it is, too. The Bucks seem to have their number when they've played in the regular season the last couple of years, so I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shake up, but it's going to be interesting to see how it all folds. Uh, how it all ends at here, the end of the season here. Sorry. I had to adjust the chair, but Everything you said, I mean, all great points. I mean, on the Panther side, you're talking about Sam Darnold. He Does he erase the questions for another year? Do you give him another chance as this team is continuing to trend in the right direction? You've got a great rushing attack. I mean, Foreman and Hubbard seem to be a great combo. Darnold's not immobile. Um, he can get around and make some plays with his feet when he has to. DJ Moore like you said, absolutely starting to jump off the page with some of his numbers, absolutely had a great end to the season. Um, I just, I think they need to get more talent from a receiving standpoint. Um, And then, you know, offense, offense might be able to do something. We'll go with that. But then, like, I mean, the Bucs, I've been, I've been talking about them being a playoff team. I talked about them making the Super Bowl run on the NFC side of things. I said Bucks bills was going to be the Super Bowl. So I'm glad they make the playoffs for that. Still going to be nervous about that deep of a playoff run. However, this is what we were talking about. This is what I was talking about. This is like and the Bucks when they can click on offense, they can be dangerous. Tom Brady, I don't care how old he is, he's still the greatest to ever do this. 400-plus yards at 45 years old, three touchdowns, no picks, get one on the ground. That is unheard of for anybody this age to be able to go out there and captain your team to a win like that. I mean, my, my brother was at the game like three rows in. He was watching Mike Evans catch every one of his touchdowns in the same end zone. So, super awesome for that. Got a bunch of pictures and videos sent about it. I mean, it, it's good vibes, good energy. Good to see the Bucks kind of piece it together. I'm with you, though. The defense has to step up. Defense is going to have to step up and return to that championship pedigree because I don't see their offense always exploding for 30 just trending by what's been going on this season. Um, but their defense has the potential and the players to step up and be championship form. So we'll see right, it was I just
1: two know, years so ago that they exactly. were Super Bowl champs. And a thing two years ago, them... they
0: had the Kansas City, held the chiefs to under. Yeah.
1: At the end of the day, they're getting hot at the right time. We always talk about it. This is the time when you want to be playing your best football. It does not matter as long as you make the dance. And the Bucs did that. Now, I also think it's a great idea that they keep their starters in just to carry the momentum. You go get another, like, double-digit win, all right, we're back. Yeah, it would be great to rest the 45-year-old Tom Brady and rest some of those offensive linemen that, you know, a little injury, like, not injury-prone, but they're more likely to be injured because they are playing just out of an injury, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I keep my starters in and roll the tape, right? Roll the Good vibes, roll the momentum going into it next week. They play the Falcons. Desmond Ritter is not going to catch the W, right? If you get up by 21, right, 28-7 to 7, going into the fourth quarter, then pull them, right? Get three good quarters in to carry that momentum in saying, hey, we're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You better watch out. You don't want to go into it like, oh, man, we lost. Like, now we got to play this good team because the Cowboys or Eagles, because <laughs> Cowboys might slide in there uh, to division champs. But – Overall, super excited, super happy for the Bucs. I mean, we're always kind of Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans here on the podcast, mm-hmm. but i and all be a dub.
0: I support them Florida teams always. So good to see them in the playoffs. It's always a great storyline when Brady's in there. So we'll see what happens, see what they do as far as resting a weekday team. But it is a great segue to my second team that I'm going to talk about because we're a lover of the Florida teams. Miami! Let's talk about them. I mean, hey, we're still repping. We're still in it. We control our own destiny. We just we gotta win. We gotta win this weekend. Uh win and in is, I believe, the final scenario. I, I do not believe that we that it matters what the Patriots do or anything. Um it's <sighs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say when it comes to Miami Dolphins. It's tough to be a fan. Okay, it's just tough. I have not seen a playoff win in my life. They had one back in two thousand one. I was too young to see that. So this was my This was the year, right? We're eight and three, first in the division, first in the conference. Everything's going well, and then a five game skid, um, and injuries at the quarterback position kind of leave me scratching my head here it's not that i'm not confident that the dolphins can bounce back from yet another heartbreaking loss i mean a two-point loss to the new england patriots who are again are a team that i don't believe is better than our team so that makes it two weeks in a row of losing the teams i feel like we are definitely better than um at the same point like Uh, our team is just a completely different animal on offense when we have don't have two at the helm i don't i can't necessarily explain that just yet but he goes down misses the game teddy plays okay but 160 and a touchdown and a pick isn't going to get it done in national football league then he gets hurt you back to our third string quarterback like i just don't know what it is i can't watch a game without our quarterback going down and that's that's the most important position on the field, obviously, kind of the cohesive unit with Tua being our team captain as well, as well. So um, we'll wait and see if he plays this weekend. Obviously, if he plays, I feel good about our chances to still make the dance. And like you said, you make the dance, you got a chance. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, five losses in a row is, is weighing on me heavily, sir.
1: Well, you could I, have uh, ten to nine and have the worst season in franchise history. The Chicago Bears going for that one seed, but you know, uh, there might be some couch available next to me to watch the playoffs because right now your Dolphins are not in. They are tied with the Patriots, and the Patriots do have the tiebreaker. Oh, so okay. you, you are a big Buffalo Bills fan this weekend.
0: Yeah, and but I believe the Bills beat will beat the them.
1: And, uh, yeah, I think. And then you need them. to beat the Jets. No, yeah, you ain't lucky you're playing the Jets this weekend. Uh they're not, you know, necessarily great, especially with all the recent, you know, Zach Wilson, Mike White. If you can get at Mike White and get him pressured and feel a little bit more flustered, not him trying to get hurt, etc. You're gonna be okay. Call me crazy, but put Tyree Kill back there. Him Mozart, read option all day. You know, Wildcat, right? baby. Right? Just Wildcat everything. You could put back, put in Waddle back there, triple option, call you an army, right? Isn't that what they run? And just run it. I mean, because at this point, you cannot have your third-string quarterback lead you into the playoffs. I do not see it happening. No. I think the Jets are like, sweet, we got to ruin the Dolphins' chance. They have to change it up. I do not have any faith in your third-string quarterback. I really don't, and I'm sorry for that. I mean, we've seen it. We talked about it. There's a reason why they're on this five-game losing streak. To a place you're in, Yank. I believe it. Now, goes back to my point. I know he was injured, but even when he was playing, he didn't have too many great games during this five game losing streak. Uh, Jalen Hurts is better. But, you know, I always got to throw that end when we talked these two. But at the end of the day, Yank, I, don't know. I had to confirm you, it, but I was like,
0: dang, the new Patriots do have a better division record. That's for that yes.
1: That and that, this last weekend it was really rough. You needed it. I did choose the Patriots this week. I'm like, ah, you know, like Teddy Bridgewater can't get it done. Um, and the Patriots are going to click at the right time. I but just I can't well, I, Yeah, I've been in denial for the last five weeks. and this, this is one of my games I was talking about, those four. I If Tua plays, I'm going with two. If Teddy Bridgewater. I think he broke his finger, though, so I don't know if that's going to work out.
0: Yeah, soft! Like, oh, soft!
1: One. Yank, I'm stressing out. I'm not even a Dolphins fan. Like, just thinking about it. Like, I, you I'm, – I'm a phone I call. I saw like, a meme <laughs>
0: that made me feel so personally attacked, man, and it was like <laughs> – Cause it me I think it was Chris Farley, but he's been looking away and stuff. It was just like when you won the Super Bowl in Week Three and forgot you have a whole other season. And it's because I all I can think back to is me sprinting around the neighborhood when we beat the Bills in Week Three, and now I am just in pain. Just I am in Spain without the S. Like that's all it is.
1: That's
0: all it is.
1: Well, high hopes for you and your Dolphins. Like I said, they need to change something completely around. Do something never heard of. I'm with you.
0: It's not even just to put Tyreek. It's just run the ball. (laughs) We go away from the run so quick, and it's not like Mostert ain't running, man. He gets four and a half a carry. Give him the ball.
1: It is quite scary, but uh, I do hope for him. But uh, anything else about your? Your fans, fans no, down bad. Let's get it. Let's
0: get it done. Please, God. Please.
1: Uh, it's gonna be an interesting weekend for Mr. Zizzy and the Yankovic household. But uh, we are going to move on to my final team we're gonna talk about. I want to talk about the Eagles without loss, but at the end of the day, if Jalen Hurts comes back, they don't lose that game. Minshew gotta have that dog. him. I'm also sending something uh, the other day, and he doesn't have it. But the Jaguars, you know what? Yank Ooh. I- talked about this before they got hot. Wait, look, look back at it. We got receipts. Go check out the- uh, We got receipts? We talked about the Jags? We talked about the Jags just being okay. Like, they're one year away from being a very good football team. And with how the NFC South is going lately, Yank, they're bad. Tennessee is on the downhill. I think Derrick Henry's almost getting, like, he's not getting old, but, like, those injuries are happening. He's getting subbed out. Like, he only can carry a team so long. You need a passing attack. And Ryan Tannehill is clearly not the answer. Malik Willis, maybe. But when he's in it we don't see him as that game manager i mean he didn't have to manage too many big time games like citizen bennett like we talked about earlier in the podcast let's talk about it though jags won 31 to three with trevor lawrence playing bad one fifty two for an interception Hank that's
0: not good uh, Okay. I will I will say that I will say that the stats are gonna be misleading though because the game script they were they were on 21 nothing within the first quarter like right?
1: But then you look at it, you know, Hasty has been a decent backup. Uh, Etienne Jr., beast mode, 100 yards and a touchdown. He had 12 yards of carry. I mean, that is the reason why they won. They established the running game, but that's how bad teams have to win. You have to control the clock. That's what we talked about earlier, Yank. I mean, we talk about those scripts, right? This is how you win football games. If you're, if you're not, and the Jaguars was the projected winner, right, over the Houston Texans, if – You do not have confidence in your quarterback. You run the football. Dolphins aren't doing it. Don't know why, right? If you can control the line of scrimmage, you are going to win the football game. But you look at the flip side. You know the Texans really just didn't do anything. Davis uh, Davis Mills was the leading rusher for the Texans. Texans just need a whole rebuild as well. They are going to pick up every draft pick. I see Bryce Young going there or CJ Stroud. I really, I for some reason, I I would love it.
0: I would love it for the Tennessee if that happened
1: for the Texans.
0: Not for ten- for
1: the Titans, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and if Tennessee loses, they might go get a quarterback. I know they just got Malik Willis, but like this is a very talented quarterback class. Like, go pick up CJ Shroud if he falls that far. Mm-hmm. Go pick up Stenson Bennett. Let him sit behind Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis for a year, right? That's a team. I mean, now that we're talking about him, could be it. But Jaguars at the end of the day, yank. They play the Titans. Chance to go to playoffs. Jags fill the stadium. You heard Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is what second year in the league. And he can be a playoff team. He has a new coach. Doug Peterson is phenomenal. I can't believe he got fired from Philly. That was so stupid. But Philly's balling without him. So, I mean, Doug Peterson is a great coach. I don't like watching the Jags. You know, uh, one of the best experiences I had at NFL Stadium. I still love going there. The people were amazing at uh, Jacksonville. But I want them to win. It's super fun to talk about them. But like I said, we talked about this team being decent because they are a decent ball club. Defense, defense is gonna defense
0: is gonna kill him. But in this game right here coming up, I, I like the matchup for them. I like, I like Trevor Lawrence way more as a quarterback than a young developing. I know I know he's still young developing, but he's got more he's more seasoned and more prepared and talented than Malik Willis is at this point in his career. So um I would go with them, especially because I'm sure that Tennessee, if they sat Derrick Henry last week, they're gonna sit him again this week. Um, it just it just seems like to be like it's gonna all go that way and be in Jacksonville's favor. But hey, you never know. Tennessee likes to play some pretty stiff defense a good amount of the time, so they could go ahead and kind of mess up the party. But I I mean we've been singing high praises for Jacksonville all season in a way. (laughs) Um, so I'm I'm ready to keep that train rolling, ready to see them clinch this spot. I mean, they were, what, a four-win, three-win team last year, in a way? It felt like they two. won
1: four total games in the past two years because they had the first two round draft last years.
0: year, wow. So, two games, two, if they win, they win the division right. and go nine and eight. Like, talk about a one-year jump. That's absolutely awesome um, and really good for, I think, the future development of Trevor Lawrence because it get, gives you that confidence and gives you that playoff experience. So, it would be super good to have that going into next year.
1: Yeah, and – we love talk about it. I might get an NFC South champ Jaguar shirt, you know, just cause like we're hyping them up. They're fun. I'm middle. not gonna give me, <laughs> me a Ridley. Um, but they would play the Ravens or the Chargers, depending on this week and the results. If they play the Chargers, if you're shiny, you know, you're happy as can be. Go get an easy win versus a team, so you don't have to play the juggernauts. And we have Bengals, uh, Bengals, Chiefs, Bills. Like those are the top three. Dogs, and they're fighting for that one spot to play the Chargers after that round. I'm talking far in advance there, but like, Jags, just go make the dance, get a ticket to the dance, show it off, you know, take pictures in your tuxes. Like, yeah, we play off bound. Yeah, we do it. We do it. And then you get bounced after the first song. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's still exciting. That means your program, your franchise is going in the right direction. You get another good draft pick, you get a big free agent pickup. Let's go, Jags. Uh, That's my last team I am going to talk about. Super exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing really to add to that. Just going to be exciting to see what they can pull off here at the end of the season, because I think their offense, even still um, this season, I've, I've continued to say it. I'll say it one more time. Their offense can hang with anybody. If if Trevor Lawrence is out there coming to play, like you said, yeah, it was a little bit of a struggle for him this past week against the Texans, but but everyone else is balling and the defense, is scoring touchdowns doesn't really matter. But in general, last six games, kid has been on a tear. So yeah. I mean, and absolutely seeing a step up in play from Zay Jones. You've seen Marvin Jones be a great number three in comparison now. And now obviously, I mean, you got the two, the two-headed monster of Christian Kirk and Zay Jones that have created great rapport with Trevor Lawrence throughout this season. And then, if Etienne continues to set up his game, I mean, come on. it's It looks really, really good. You got Hasty as the backup, which is a good complimenting role in the passing downs. I, I like it. I really think it could be with anybody.
1: Defense will let them down this season, but we're building, baby. We're moving forward. Yes, we are. Now, Yank. Go us that run, Jax. Come on now. Uh, we are going to do our lightning round, talk about every single matchup that happened this past weekend, and then we'll sign off here. But yank any last words before we start the lightning round?
0: I've been doing a lot of praying this week for tomorrow, Keith, for, for all these other people. Let's let's do it one more time, fans. Miami needs a win. <laughs> Miami needs a win. That's all I'm gonna pray for. It's my only take that I care about. We're getting, a-
1: getting a win. All right, lightning round. The Dallas Cowboys are taking care of business. Twenty-seven to thirteen win over the Tennessee Titans. Really ruining or hurting the playoff chances for the Titans. And yeah, at the end of the um, day, better team. They're just the better yeah. team. Trying I was to gonna say, I, I really don't think anything
0: else to say other than the better the better team won in this scenario.
1: One hundred percent moving on. Uh, the Cardinals and Falcons and Yank, I am mad because I thought it was Trace McSorley. Throw it on a dime. Right. I, I thought he was starting for the Cardinals and it was David Blau and I Blau it. Uh so the uh Falcons won 2019. No one was really uh watching the game, but Desmond Ritter got a W. Him and Rex Martiota are gonna have a very tough quarterback uh co- like competition next year. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah.
0: Um, definitely fun to watch. I, I honestly fell victim to hard knocks. Uh, I picked the Cardinals just because I was like, when I heard that it wasn't gonna be McSorley and it was David Blau I was like, why not? Why not? Give him a shot. He's off the episode. He's ready. He's ready for his moment. Um didn't play awful, but yeah, obviously didn't work out at the end.
1: And next we go on to the game Fly, Eagles fly into trouble. What? 20 to 10, the New Orleans Saints upset the high flying Eagles. Andy Dalton somehow gets it done. But at the end of the day, uh, the Eagles are struggling without Jalen Hurts. This shows that Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. I wish he would have played, you know, at least one or two more games to be in that MVP talk. I do think it's probably going to go to Patrick Mahomes uh when it's all said and done. But I'm a little scared for the Eagles. Because I mean, you still have all your studs out there, and I understand Garden Minshew isn't like comparable to Jalen Hurts, but I would just say he's playing awful. He's not playing exactly, but he's not playing awful, and they've lost twice. Like he's doing I mean, what the he game against so. the Cowboys could
0: have went any but either way. I can't, exactly. I can't not, I can't knock that game, and then this game. Saints usually play a tougher defense. I'll give them that. But uh, I mean, to me, it's not gonna be a venture thing. It's just they they came out a little bit flat. You go down 10 0 early. Sometimes it's just not your day. Uh I will say if Jalen is it confirmed, Jalen's not playing this week.
1: No, I there's no point. I mean, yeah, you'd have to fly to the divisional or the wildcard round, which might be scary, but I've not seen any reports that he is playing.
0: Okay, because I will say that does worry me from just the aspect of knocking rust off going into the playoffs. I mean, you're going to come back from an injury. and Your first game back is playoff football. That is a little nerve wracking.
1: Yes, it is. Now we move on to the next game and that being the New York Giants playoff bound 38 to 10. Now, the biggest thing here, Yank, is the Colts need a new quarterback sorry Nick Foles did get hurt hopefully he is okay but he does look mighty old out there but they need a new quarterback Matt Ryan is not the answer Sam Ellinger is not the answer um definitely going to be in the quarterback pool or trade I might see Derek Carr going there I don't know just how the how the past has gone, like they get quarterbacks that are like kicked out of their team. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we don't need him no more. They're, they've
0: been taking the quarterbacks at the end of their career.
1: <laughs> and Derek Carr. I mean, I'm not saying he's at end of his career, but he's definitely getting close to it. But you have to also give kudos to the Giants. Like, they did that thing. Brian Dable did that thing. Got his team to the playoffs. Huge shout out. Coach of the year candidate for sure.
0: Absolutely. I mean, from a team that really hadn't very limited expectations to go out and win this game to win the, I mean, overall, this season is a win for them. Um, the reemergence of Saquon Juan Barkley, Daniel Jones kind of proving that he can be that guy. I, I mean, a lot of positives to take from this season for the Giants.
1: Daniel Jones definitely saved another year for him. Uh, moving on to the next game, 27 to 24, a close one. Here in uh Kansas City versus Denver, let Russ cook. I think my best take ever of them not being a good football team this year. But the, with this game, this shows that the Chiefs are vulnerable, and I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. again, and I hate saying that. I would love to have Jack O'Kara, and former interviewee of the podcast, win a Super Bowl. But like the receivers, I just don't think are going to get it done. Patrick Mahomes is a magician MVP, but like I have, I have like something in my heart that's like saying they're not going to do it. And this game was a clear indicator of that. I mean, I don't have
0: them winning the AFC in general, but I, I do feel like outside of them and outside of the three top, I mean the other two top seeds in the AFC, like they they're a for sure thought for me as far as like dominance thought getting to the championship game on their side of things. Um I just, I don't know. I I I feel like the KC the thing is kind of reverting back to some of the old quotes, but like you got to beat him to be like, you got to beat him, man.
1: Gotcha. Next up, uh, 41-10, Bears lost to the Lions. The Bears are tanking. Uh, clear indicator there. Justin Fields almost had the most rushing yards out of a quarterback, but he is sitting this week. I'm super sad about that. Just go get 64 and sit, but. Best tank job I've seen in a yeah, while. Didn't
0: didn't want to uh didn't want to go get the record on in his like, rookie year I guess <laughs> well right in I guess, well second year but still could have easily done it. The rushing his rushing game has been absolutely insane. Uh, but I, as far as the Bears, I mean, yeah, it is a tanking season. You guys go and get yourself a good pick. Go ahead and take something from that. There is a positive and a silver lining there. And then on the other side, the Lions, big bounce-back win, keep themselves in the hunt.
1: Sunday Interesting scenarios. <laughs> Next up, the Browns beat the Commanders 24-10. to 10. Carson Wentz is not a quarterback. He is now an all-time backup. Sorry, Carson, move over. Commanders, Tyler Heineke, he's got to be your guy. And the Browns, I don't think they're going to be anything crazy. I'm still not sold on Sean Watson.
0: I wouldn't say to be sold on Sean yet he's got a lot of rust and a lot he of throw three timing issues. Yeah, a lot of timing stuff to still figure out and all that. But I mean, it does look better every week, just ever so slightly. And I mean, Amari Cooper is a hell of a talent out there. Obviously, Nick, Nick Chubb running back too. I mean, he's got talent around him. I'll be loving to see what happens with that team next year. Um, Who was the other time? Browns and who? Commanders. Yeah, Uh, Ron Rivera, what are we doing? Why are we benching Taylor Heineke in the first place? That should have never been a question of that. I mean, you can even just see it in the play of your team, the atmosphere, of the locker room. Like, read your team, man. Understand it.
1: For sure. Next up, Seahawks versus Jets, 23-6. He didn't write back. Let's go. People wrote off Geno Smith. He did not write back. Seahawks are in the playoff hunt too. So it's be really, uh, interesting, but that score has got to be kind of in light for those dolphin fans.
0: Yeah. I mean, helps, but no big, big, uh, big win for Gino and the Seahawks. Again, it's another, all this stuff, all these games, you love it when it comes down to the end of the season, NFL playoff implications.
1: Next up the Packers versus Vikings 41 to 17. Um, Tom Brady and the Bucs are starting to spark at the right time. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are not good. We've seen the Packers struggle. We have seen them be bad, but they are on the flip side. They have won like five straight. They were four and eight, right? They won four to five straight. They are, they're in it, Yank, and it's scary, and I don't like it.
0: I'll tell you what, when we were talking about like the whole seeding things and who did we see, who do we like, nobody wants to play Green Bay right now, man. Nobody wants to play a Green Bay right now. They have a defense. Jair Alexander just held Justin Jefferson to one catch. One catch. Okay. Like, Which these guys is- can play defense, and when Aaron Rodgers starts to get that cocky little smirk in his post-game interviews, it spells
1: trouble for the rest yeah, of the you week. want – the Vikings might have to play them again because they'll be the two seed and they'll have to play the worst Oh, They don't game. want that. They, they don't, don't want that. The Packers. 49ers. But on the flip side, the Packers don't want the 49ers repeated last year. Like they don't also want true. that. I see Brock Purdy going off that game, but also that's for true. another day. Um, Back to our lightning round 31 to 10 in LA. The battle for Los Angeles. The Chargers, a much needed W. Better team won. They are now flourishing to. San Diego Superchargers, even though they're LA, because the Kings of LA now.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But can we talk about Austin Eckler? I mean, the, the the man, the man is a dog. I mean, absolute pound for pound champ throughout all that. But to go out there, I mean, they they were already confirmed and locked in the playoffs, so I was actually kind of surprised that everybody was going full tilt on them. But to go out there and I mean, just embarrass them. 12 yards a carry 12 yards a carry on average is just disrespectful to a defense Um, so power to him love to see the Chargers kind of getting it going and then on the other side I don't know I don't know man everybody's hurt nobody's in the game but is Baker Mayfield going to make a push to be the new starter in LA that's just the question
1: no (laughs) all right. <laughs> okay, I want to see her Um, next up, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm so happy I made a switch right before this to go with the Steelers and the Pickums because Lamar is not starting. I don't need to say much besides Mike Tomlin is one of the greatest coaches of all time, and pay Lamar Jackson. We have said it for so many times here on the podcast. Pay him because if he goes somewhere else, that's scary. Him with like Tennessee. Oh my goodness. Him with. Las Vegas, oh, that would be bonkers. Hey, Lamar Jackson. Yeah,
0: I mean, for the Steelers, I'm with you. Mike Tomlin's got to go down as one of the best coaches of all time. I mean, to be this consistent, to deal with teams that really aren't all that great talent-wise and consistently have them here. Never had a losing record in his career. If they win this week, it continues. I'm praying that they win this week just because I want to see that. He deserves that at this point. So awesome for them. And on the other side, yeah, we, uh, with the pay Lamar man, you, you see what this guy does for this team, he completely galvanizes the offense around him. Pay hey, the man, because if you don't, he's coming to Miami.
1: You are already off the tour train. Oh, my goodness, I'm not you, it. you see, I'm you not see how unfaithful it. my Lamar? No, no, it. stop. I'm, I'm thinking logic. That's another day. No, nope, that's another, discussion. Logically. another day. No, Think logical. Oh. Anyway, uh, that is the end of your lightning round, uh, touching every team, talking about every team. So make sure your team is talked about. One more week, yank. one more yank of uh, one more week of NFL football, uh, national championship on Monday. I mean, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Next up will be basketball and March Madness and all that jazz. But we gotta enjoy some of the greatest parts of the year with playoffs and with Super Bowls, national championships. We're getting to that time. Uh, but any last hot takes? Nah, nah. I think, I think I ended the lightning round with it. (sighs) Oh my. Uh, that is for sure a hot take. Uh, my hot take. I don't. No, oh, I wanna say Green Bay is gonna lose to the Lions, but the Pick'ums is on the line. So that's gonna come down Wouldn't to Wouldn't
0: that game. be cool? Hey, I will say that. If the Lions win, that would be so cool for the uh the whole story. Like, remember when Dan oh, Campbell and Dan Campbell ended hard knocks, the Lions will be the team that can and will. If they win <laughs> this game, they just might be that team. I will be
1: so excited for that. Hot. Yeah. That's a game time decision. Huh? I might have to make a press. Oh, call okay. Okay. For that okay. game. Uh, no hot takes Woo. here in my end, but uh, just go enjoy football. Sit back, watch some football this weekend. Let's have a good time. If you're
0: talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Are we cutting it up? Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is? The Mickey Zizzy podcast. Go catch it, me, Yes, sir. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. Peace.